What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Literal Lessons, episode 207. I'm Ro, and I'm joined here by both Jay and Carter. We got the whole gang together for a weekend. Let's go. I'm back, baby. Let's go. We missed you. We did miss you. Yeah, that was your fault for recording on a Friday. That's what we get. That's what we deserve for wanting to watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, which, that was a painful Super Bowl to watch. I disagree. you're telling me I pushed my bet in the over. You tell like I, I also I pushed. <laughs> I don't bet, so I was just mad that the Ravens were in it. No, I uh, I, I, I feel that. Because they would have won. They would have won. So my favorite moment of the day, and Amanda told me that it was going to happen, so I watched the game at my in-laws, and she said, "You're going to go. I'm going to walk in, and the twins are going to be like, eh, it's Auntie Mandy, do nothing. And then you're going to walk in, and they're just going to get up and immediately walk over to you and be like, uppies. Sure enough, she walks in, they're like, they, they're playing with their blocks or whatever, they couldn't care less. I walk in, and both of them just come up running up, and it's Uncle Angelo, and they just want to like be like carried everywhere. And then Weston took my glasses and then yelled in my face because I didn't give him my beer. <laughs> I told him when he's over. <laughs> oh, Bad influence. Yeah, of, you know, the like the the, the, so, the, it's the the art on the can or something. I don't know. Pretty colors. Uh, Tiff's best friend has a four year old daughter, and uh, as soon as I walk into the house, she runs up and goes, "Uncle Tartar, Uppy." <laughs> Like, I've been home for literally two seconds. Yeah. I love baby Charlie. She's adorable. Yeah, that, was, that was pretty much me with uh, Weston and Camden. Um, but we aren't here to talk about um, sports for once. Actually, for those of you who don't like our sports talk, um, congratulations for getting through another NFL season. You'll have to hear about it from us until next September. Uh, yeah, the USFL starts next month. So, <laughs> My cousin played in the USFL. He, he retired, but yeah, fun facts. Um, also, uh, Survivor starts in uh, like 10 days, so... Yeah, that's a you thing, though. I love Survivor. I will talk about Survivor all I can to anyone who will listen. <laughs> I think anyone who goes on Survivor is crazy. Dude, oh, I'd I do it in a serious help. I, 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 seriously, we, we I'd do it you, in a heartbeat. I know you would, because you're crazy. <laughs> So, yeah. since we did record on Friday, we did miss Dortmund Regionals, and while there's already been a lot of coverage on it, we do want to just hop into it, talk about um, some of the top teams, what did well, what trends we've continued to see. Um, overall, at this point, this is like post-Dortmund, we're at a dead zone in events until the beginning of April for EYC, so we're going to get a little break from coverage, um, which is nice. So, for the last time in... This month, let's go to Lab Mouse and take a look-see at some regionals. So the top Pokemon this week are pretty much as expected. Uh, last week, Fluttermane still on top for day one usage. Um, with Ogre Pond Wellspring right behind it, over 50%. Uh, this is, uh, they're the girlies of a healthy meta, and I love these two Pokemon so very much. Incineroar locking in third in usage. Um, followed by, again, the usual suspects, Single Strike, Urshifu, Tornadus, Raging Bolt, Rillaboom, Amoongus, where is the cursor, there we go, Rapid Strike, Urshifu, Fergaraf, Landorus, and Ogrepon Heartflame. 
So just looking through the top 12 Pokemon, I think the big thing to note for me is there's just a lot of grass types in this meta. And that is kind of crazy, especially when you think of metagame switches regulations B and C, where the best grass type was Terra Grass and Iron Hands. So actually, uh, interesting fact about like Iron Hands, uh, if you sort by win rate and then go down to like mons that have like more than 10, uh, Iron Hands is like the highest winning Pokemon at 57%. Yeah, Iron Hands has actually has uh, thirty six Iron Hands actually has a really really good win percentage, and uh, this is something that we've mentioned in the past. But sort, sorting through the data this way is a way to try to figure out if there's a if there's a Pokemon that might be like a diamond in the rough. Um, seeing a Pokemon with especially six and a half percent usage with such a high win rate that like. Okay, so Iron Moth with just one, or even Garchomp, that's just a single player. Even Okie Dogie with six, um, with a use with uh, six Pokemon, like times used with only like a one percent usage. That is an example of someone had a really good Okie Dogie team and they were carrying this win rate. This is a serious number. This this, this is a hashtag team effort um, amongst the thirty six Iron Hand players. So. This could be a Pokemon to keep your eye out for if you are going to EYC or playing in any uh, local tournaments coming up. Yeah, there's um, one. Uh, highest placing Iron Hands is in 16. Uh, there's another one in 19 and 20 and 21 as well. Yeah. Uh, 23 has a like Sunroom team with Venusaur and uh, Iron Hands here, which... Notably, uh, Venusaur was the highest like win rate mon, but it only had one player. Um, <laughs> so, seventy percent win rate because of you know day twoing and then finishing top thirty two is uh, pretty okay. Uh, yep, but yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of iron hands here in uh in top thirty two. Yeah, and I think the other mons that we just have over here that also fit into this, Porygon 2, Chiyu, and Koma-O also have, um, I wouldn't say significant usage, but notable enough usage, and they also have some pretty high win rates here. So again, these are just some other Pokemon that you want to keep your eyes out open for. P2 could be coming for uh, Frigoref's Crown in terms of top normal type Trick Room Setter which there are a lot of in this meta. Um, by a lot of, I mean two, but that's two more than... No, three, but that's three more than usual. Uh, Chiyu is also on the rise. This was a Pokemon that started off super, super hot in Regulation C, if you remember at the start of that meta. Died down, and then towards the end of the meta, really, really found its place on multiple teams, whether it was hyper-offense or balance. And I think we're going to see the same with Chiyu here. And Koma-O is just a Pokemon that I can't seem to figure out using myself, but people do well with it. And so, um, again, 18 uh, Pokemon, like 18 of them were used with about a 55% win rate. That's pretty solid, uh, with one of them actually making top 8. Speaking of top 8, we can just talk about very quickly about the top teams. Uh, first of all, congratulations to Florian Teme, or Tem. I'm not German, so I don't know. Florian, yeah, congratulations. 10, I believe. Yes. Um, Florian ran a very standard, the, the standard six for the Photograph Blood Moon team that we saw early in the meta. The big change that he made 
was instead of it being an assault vest incineroar, he went with the parting shot safety goggles variant. Uh, the safety goggles really helps you with the Amoongus matchup. Amoongus being a Pokemon that, depending on the composition of the Frigorath Blood Moon team, could single-handedly shut down Blood Moon. Uh, I'm very happy to see Blood Moon when back in Regulation D, I know there was a clip that Carl made of the three of us gushing about this Pokemon, and to see it finally get a chant, like get a regional win, is huge. I feel yeah, like it's just got incredible power. Just so many strong offensive attacks. Hyper Voice is great spread. Blood Moon is just ridiculous base power. And then obviously Earth Power is a really good uh, meta choice. Something else I really like on this team is that the Incineroar is running Throat Chop on it. Um, this really is a good way against all to... the all the Hyper Voices running around. Yeah, against other you know opposing Blood Moon matchups, opposing uh, Farigaraf, which we actually don't see any others in the uh, in the top eight outside of Florian's. Um, but uh, obviously must have been helpful throughout the run and just. Uh, also, really good into other Incineroar to shut down uh, opposing parting shots. I uh, yeah. I kept sawing all of the Raging Bolts here. I'm like, oh, there's a giraffe. That's clearly the same thing. No, it's, it's a giraffe. It's 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 a two it's it's a two giraffe meta. It's the priority giraffe though. There's yeah, an anti priority giraffe, and then, and then there's, there's the a priority, priority giraffe. giraffe. It's literally not a giraffe. And it's a giraffe. It, Brachiosaurus. Those are very different things. That's a giraffe. They're all the same. They're they're both yellow tall things. So yeah, it's, they it's they fine. bring me joy. Works. Uh, Nick uh, Nick Schrott came in second place with a uh, Gaussian Fire King Gambit team featuring Porygon Two, which is a new wrinkle to uh, this archetype. Um, I've mentioned this many times. If you uh, have played. Uh, New England VGC in Regulation F, you are either a Blood Moon Boy or a Gouging Fire Girlfriend. I hate myself so much after just saying that. Um, so do you want a second pers- take at that, or do you no, want to no, it's, 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 it's in the ether. I just, I just said it. It's in the ether. We're, we're rolling with it. Anyways, uh, so to see that Pokemon come in second place uh, to... Um, to the Blood Moon is super cool. Gouging Fire is another Pokemon that I think the three of us saw a lot of potential in, and to see it win a chance and to come in second, um, and to also just have like it's a Pokemon that's just generally been increasing in usage. I wouldn't be shocked if this six here that Nick ran, which we can just quickly pull up, um, I wouldn't be shocked if this is a six here that again, ends up doing super well at UIC. Uh, one of the things I think you'll see with a lot of these top teams, uh, the, the goggles on King Gambit, this is a, a, sucker, a sword stance, double dark King Gambit with safety goggles. This team has three Amoongus, like Spore Immunities, already built in without having to Terra. And that's just super important, I think, at this point in the meta. Amoongus keeps on climbing and climbing. Amoongus does very, very well into multiple teams in the format, and so if you don't have those, if you don't have ways to switch into spores to try to like slow down the pressure that Amoongus puts out with the with the sleep threats, 
along with the ability to ignore its uh, redirection as well, then you're going to really struggle. And uh, Nick's team is honestly filled with Amunga saves. And I, I like the way that uh, like Porygon 2 fits into this team. Uh, I'll talk more about you know like the core of Pokemon here a little bit later because I've been playing with you know basically uh, you know the same five Pokemon outside of Porygon 2 uh, a lot recently. Um, but I think that you know when we saw like the Porygon 2 Como teams a lot more, um, they really struggle with hitting Golden Go, and this team has a lot of good answers into Golden Go specifically that King Gambit. Uh, that Flutter main, uh, the Rillaboom with high horsepower, um, which is also another cool wrinkle. And this one's actually Terra Fire as well, which is a really good defensive typing into, you know, a lot of the meta, into your Flutter mains, into your uh, Golden Goes especially. Um, you know, I think that uh, the, the Porygon 2 slits re slots really nicely here as, um, you know, like anti-trick room. Uh, just added bulk, a good a good Pokemon that can be a good defensive pivot that, um, you know, previous teams that we've seen similar to this uh, don't really have as much of. Yeah, it also just really helps the... Um, it can help into the Blood Moon matchup. Uh, it also just provides a similar wrinkle of speed control that previous iterations haven't really had in the past. Um, Rillaboom's priority helps to always work in Trick Room. And King Gambit really isn't that fast of a Pokemon. And while it does have the Sucker Punch, um, being able to avoid your Sucker Punch mind games and just have your speed control with Kowtow Cleave is super, super important. Um, and could give this, again, give the team another wrinkle that it didn't have before. And I keep saying this, P2, I know it gets the plus one every now and again, or more times not from the download. And that plus one is important. It's an important multiplier, but still, it does way more damage than you actually think it does most of the time. And you can like you can pick up some at plus one, some very surprising like two <coughs> KOs with uh, with Terra Blast. I'm not a fan of the Terra Poison. It's very good because you don't eat, you, like you resist the. You resist all the uh, all the like the fighting types. grass moves running around. You resist close uh, combats. Yeah, you. It's resist a big like resistance. It's resisting the close combats and moon blasts. And I guess. I guess my my thought process is is like, I, I guess Terra Poison is better than like Terra Ghost currently on it, because the rise of like Dark Urshifu has really picked up as well, um, and like we see the King Gambit here as well. So I think not being weak to those dark moves is probably better than like being weak to ground type moves right now um because like if you look at like ground coverage there's this high horsepower and then there's like lando and that's really it and yeah. the ursalunas too yep um, yeah that is that is also true but like yeah you just you know, Ursaluna, a lot of the time, even when you have something that takes that Earth power is super effective, um, you'd much rather be clicking your Blood Moons or your Hyper Voices mm -hmm. in most occasions. Yeah. Um, and I think that just the Terra Poison is specifically really good for dealing with the close combats from Urshifu. Um, you know, that's a good resisted hit there. Poison is like a really great defensive Terra. Uh, I've been preaching the Poison Terra type on, uh, Bible since I've been using Terra Poison Garganackle back in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that, uh, you know, ha having that while also incidentally 
uh, making Flutter main like have to really think about what it's going to hit you with, especially on these choice specs variants, is uh, really really great. Um, you know, you're you're normal type, so it can't really safely click Shadow Ball into you, and then you can go Terra Poison, and up oh, you're locked into Moonblast, but that's doing about seven percent of my you know my Terra Poison Evil Light Porygon too, so uh, you know it, it does a little bit of both there. I think the other thing that is important, I know you also have the Ice Beam here. The Ice Beam is mainly for Tornadus, uh, Tornadus, Landorus, and the Dragons. But we started this out, I was saying how so there were so many Grass Hips in the top 12. Um, Wellspring Overpalm, Rillaboom, Heart Flame Ogre Pond. All of these Pokemon fall to that Terra Poison, Terra Blast. Um, so like specifically the Ogre Ponds, Ice Beam will be neutral into them. Now you have Terra Poison, Terra Blast. You're able to threaten them with super effective damage. Um, same and again with like with the Rillaboom, getting that stab super effective once you Terra into these Pokemon that are very high usage. I think that that's very important as well. So we like, again, one other like, oh, one other thing that. I'd like to mention is that uh, Terra types uh, Fairy is the highest with twenty three point three percent. And I know a lot of those are coming from Fluttermane, but you also have Raging Bolts and Gouging Fires that are also, you know, the, this Terra Fairy. Yeah. Uh, Indeedy, Golden Go. Um, it, it gives you, you know, some good options into into that. And, like, into this team, the Golden Go is going to look to Terrastalize into Terra Fairy if it's being brought. So you actually have a decent answer to that after it does. Yeah. Going so... through some... Oh. Interesting interesting note about like the Terra Fairy as well. Um there's three Pokemon that are over like ten percent usage of Terra Fairy. Uh the third one being Ferrigoraph. Yes. Like Yeah, that one too. That is that is another like very notable one running around with you know it, I don't know how many of them were carrying D Gleam. Give me two seconds I can tell you that. Um but that is like something to be remembrant of. Uh, over yeah, over half of them were carrying D Gleam, fifty one percent. Yeah, Ferrigraph kind of splits into like two separate versions. It has like the Hyper Voice, uh, Psychic Throat Spray version, and then it has uh, the Psychic slash Psychic Noise Dazzling Gleam support option. Uh, and it kind of picks between the two most of the time. Um, so you know, I need it, to, it, I need to talk about. Uh, I need to talk to the uh, ally switch for Rigoraf player. <laughs> I just, I just want to talk. Yeah, Rigoraf's got some crazy best of one stuff that it can cook with. So, yeah, remember when like close T close sheet ally switch was like one of our like just the biggest like issues with the form, like with with the game, and people would just freak out about it and just isn't a thing anymore and honestly i'm not they nerfed it they, they nerfed the crap nerfed out of the move it. it was so bad that uh we we banned it in in udl one season because ally switch was so uh overpowered and annoying it was in the uh in one of the dynamax formats i believe we had to we literally had to ban ally switch because of how frustrating it was uh for Drake. ally switch literally won me my rtt match like yeah, it, it is Ally Switch is single handedly the reason I have an RTT title. <laughs> Just going over the other teams, um, a lot of them have a lot of similar parts, and 
well, in the grand scheme of things, while I think that this is a very, um, it's a very diverse format, we are getting to the point where even within the diversity, there's going to be a set group of Pokemon that you're picking from. Uh, when you look at the next few teams, uh, the next four teams, all of them have a an electric giraffe. Uh, the other priority giraffe, you have... Um, Still not a giraffe. Three of the four of them, I'm ignoring you. Three of the four of them have uh, Ogapon Wellspring. You have a pair, like a pair of a moon, and the one that's not Ogapon Wellspring has Ogapon Heart Flame. You have two Dark Foos plus a Water Foo. Uh, you have two Flutters. Like a lot of the po- like a lot of the parts are um, about the same. And what you're seeing here is uh, the balance teams and these balance cores really starting to form where there's even like these balancing teams have a lot of offense in them like the victor medina's team here it's a it's a balanced team in its core you have the fire water grass you have the like the flutter water pond combo um raging bolt just adds so much bulk to any team that you're running but then you also have the super offensive pokemon in Chiyu plus Lando I. You can do the Flutterfish lead, and Single Strike Urshifu just does a ton of damage. Um, even like Francisco's team here, you do have the, t- the Tailwind mode. Uh, he opted for Goldengo as his ghost type. He has the more bulky Firewater Grass with uh, Instant as the fire type. But a lot of the like a lot of the parts are the same. They might be playing a but they're playing different roles. They're moving to different <coughs> places. Um, so I think that's just an interesting thing to see where that's like the part, the point in the meta journey we're at is people have really started to figure out these balance teams. Um, then you have Fevzi here who brought the a very hyper-offensive team with uh, the, the, ta- the Torn, Glim, Darkfu, trio that just honestly blows holes into teams and uh in, and fevzi instead he actually used entei instead of chiyu as his offensive fire type uh entei has been on the downturn after a very very hot start so to see it play its role on this team as the as the offensive fire type while adding a little more bulk than chiyu would is uh an interesting take on the team and an interesting take on the pokemon also, it's Sash Flutter, guys. Like, that's that that's crazy. Sash Flutter is I, really good. I hate it. Flat. Is really, I, really I good. hate it. It's too good. With the it Stellar is... Terra as well. The number of times I've been bopped by it on ladder is just, like, too upsetting. Yeah, Sash Flutter, Sash Flutter in, like, best of one close team sheets is obnoxious. It, it truly is. <sighs> yep. <laughs> I love it. Can confirm. So, that's really all we have. Like, is there anything else you guys want to talk about for Dortmund? Um, any yeah, I'm, I'm currently going have? through every giraffe team and trying to find who the uh, the ally switch player is so I can yell at them. There's a lot of giraffes, guys. Leave me alone. Uh, I do just want to, like... He didn't do incredibly well in this tournament, but um, in Liverpool, the, this team actually, I believe, top 32 or top 
something, a day two at the very least. Uh, my good friend Ibrahim uh, Marouf brought this really yeah. awesome uh, Latios uh, Galarian Weezing Blood Moon for a giraffe team. Um, and, you know, it did really well at Liverpool. I know James Beck just featured the team on his channel as well. So, uh, you know, we didn't get to shout him out because I wasn't here for our Liverpool coverage. So I wanted to uh, make sure I shouted him out today. I think we did cover this team. Um, just looking at not. it, we did not. Oh, Ibrahim, our apologies. Yeah, I am. Uh, I, I am going to ask a question, and maybe you know the answer to this. Why clear amulet blood moon? Uh I do not Was know. It... I think that this team might actually be different from his Liverpool team. Uh, I'm going to do a quick little check over on that. Um. It could be. It could be the snow. It could be. It could be. It could also uh, be snow, uh, fear of snarl. Snarl spam. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably more than likely. Uh, more than likely, it. Um, let me just check the Liverpool team. If it was the same. Uh, it was life orb on the uh, the Liverpool version. Yeah. So the uh, life orb is the standard item on Blood Moon or Saluna. So that's why I was a little curious to see the clear amulet especially when i think like even another defensive item if you want to go with a defensive item so to speak would have been safety goggles would like i would have went with that covert cloak too because it it would accomplish kind of the same things um plus giving you a fake out immunity um i know i ran covert cloak on my armorage for knoxville and unfortunately didn't run into any snarl pokemon to actually take advantage of it uh, and the, much have that was orb. like that was like the night before he made that switch from Life Orb, and like no, it was not the night before. It was I like, swear, it, it was, was a week before because because we all had a conversation about it, and Carl suggested that it was a good idea. So I followed, I followed, I followed Carl on it, and it, it unfortunately was not the call for me. I didn't have the right matchups for it, but um, yeah, I think that like. Galarian wheezing and just wheezing overall is really really cool, and you like pair it with this ability shield Incineroar, uh, which allows you to still do your intimidate stuff uh, when nobody else has their abilities anymore. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that uh, you know Eeps Eeps team is really cool, and I just wanted to shout it out. So yeah, can we go down to three hundred and tenth place, please? Gosh, what do you have at 310? <laughs> I just went one to see Angela scroll forever. Ruben Brandfast. Let's let's pull this up. Oh, the, the Galarian Zapdos has been kind of Ruben, who hurt you? <laughs> oh, this is different though. Normally oh, this is a lot of choice items. Oh my god. This 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 man <laughs> hates protect. <laughs> Almost as much as David Kutesh does. No, it's okay. We don't need protect. We have ally switch. <laughs> the I, I will say the uh, the Terra Fairy on the Scarf Chiu is definitely an interesting choice. Uh, going for that defensive type there. When I've ran Scarf Chiu in the past, I've gone for Ghosts in order to not be fake at like fake yeah. out bait. The other yeah. mon that Jay led off with uh, the Galarian Zapdos. That is a Pokemon I've seen pop up more and more i think that 
like being a flying type in this meta is really really good because there aren't any like tornadus is there but bleak wind is more of a complementary piece it's not an actual overall part of its kit um so to have like a legitimate offensively invested uh flying type is a niche in this format that isn't being filled right now and galarian zapdos is trying to fill it uh, especially with its defined ability as a way to deter people bringing in their incineroars there were nine uh galarian zapdos unfortunately uh the highest placing one was a uh five and four finish so no day two but uh i actually really like this this top placing zapdos team uh it is size spam plus zapdos so like if they're trying to just like uh, snarl you to death with your Ndidi and Iron Crown, you can just swap in Zapdos and be like, hey, get out of here. We're also Psychic Seed Zapdos uh, with Acrobatics? Okay, this is... Yeah. Hold on. A lot of the, the Galarian Zapdos that are like doing like well, not in specifically this tournament, but just like Ladder and other tournaments uh, around are running like a Choice Scarf Terra Flying set. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and it allows you to, you know, outspeed the non-booster speed Flutter mains and pick them off, as well as also just being a good Incineroar counter. Um, the only issue with, you know, like that is that you can still get faked out, and even on those um, Psy Spam teams, you're, you're flying type, so you can still be faked out. Um, because you you don't get the boost from your uh, blocking priority on this on the psychic terrain, but um I think that you know this Pokemon is definitely a bit underrated right now and uh, can definitely see some uh, positive matchups in teams that maybe have a little bit more protect than this one on the screen right now. <laughs> if I had to guess, it's going to be Jamie Boyd who figures it out. It's, it's going to be EUIC. He'll finish top sixteen. Galarian Zapdos is going to have be like. I don't know, like, some weird Terra and whatever, and everyone's gonna be like, how the hell does this team work? And Jamie and says, I don't go, know, I it just makes sense I, to me. I can't figure it out, it's a Jamie special, leave me alone. <laughs> so yeah, so that pretty much is our Dortmund coverage, I know it's not a lot, but uh, one of the other things that we wanted to do today is, instead of talking about what other people are playing, talk about what we've been playing. Uh, specifically Jay and I, we have been playing some Mons. Um, I was able to go into an MSS last weekend, uh, the day after we reported. Jay was supposed to go to a PC. And, and but... then I got sick. Yep. Just... Uh, which you can literally still hear that I'm still sick. It's not um, as bad as you think, but yeah, you can. Yeah, you, you can hear, like, in the back <laughs> of your throat, you can hear it. It, yeah, it, yeah it's, it's not and rough, coughs but... and all that. Yeah. It was it was really bad the past few days. Uh, you know, I I was preparing and I I found a team that I liked, and then I was I was ready to go, and like Thursday night came around, and I started feeling absolutely terrible, and Friday and Saturday was even worse than that. So instead of going to a PC, I instead started to rebuild my Daily Bugle Lego set. So that was also a lot of fun. But I have been practicing uh, quite a bit. I have been playing. And um, I've specifically been playing uh, James Evans' Knoxville uh, regional team. Uh, bar for bar, besides, you know, the EV spreads, because none of them have been public. 
and I've actually gotten this team to 1550 on the ladder, which is uh, the highest I've been in, in quite some time. Uh, you know, I haven't played much, but also it, it, I've been on, you know, a pretty decent run as of late. Uh, and uh, pretty much all in thanks to this team just being really well refined, really good, um, having some great lines uh, into a lot of the matchups. Specifically, I want to you know say that King Gambit is the truth. It is it is one of the best Pokemon I've used in this format. Period, um, and I love the the Terra Dragon on it. I think it uh, is really great. Um, into a format with so many grass types, water types, fire types that uh, all are pretty threatening to uh, you know King Gambit and its and its uh, regular typing. Being able to set up your swords dance and then pick up uh, flutter mains with your sucker punch uh, allows that Terra Dragon to be very safe. Um, and yeah, I think that this team is is really really strong. Um, a few things that, like, personally I would consider changing on it is I think that Rillaboom uh, could potentially go to, like, Assault Vest. Um, Taunt hasn't been incredibly useful uh, in my, you know, laddering with it. Um, a lot of the, the teams that you would use it against, I haven't found that much of a, of a, of a use case for it. Like the Como Porygon teams, you're normally a lot slower than the Como, so you can't even stop it from setting up its iron defense. Um, the Psy Spam stuff, I faced mostly like the Iron Crown Psy Spam rather than like the, the Trick Room variants. So that's been, uh, you know, they're not really trying to set up Trick Room on you, so it doesn't happen. It, the taunt doesn't become extremely relevant outside of the Follow Me stuff. Um, and then I really haven't seen a ton of Furigraph on the on the ladder overall. Um, so see that taunt... that surprises me, just with like how well <laughs> Giraffe has done at events and stuff here lately. I'm surprised to not see more of it on ladder. Yeah, I think Giraffe also just has a, a tough matchup into this team overall. That's like, fair. I know, like Florian, you know took Giraffe, played against a very similar team to this one, and ended up winning against it. Um, that was a lot due to an amazing uh, Game 3 read, uh, where they faked out into a Flutter main, and that happened to Terra Fairy. Um, which, those plays are just awesome. But, um, yeah, like, you don't really want to bring Furigraph, especially those support Furigraph, into a team that can bop you with things like Fluttermane, like Landorus, like King Gambit. Like, you can cover pretty easily for Furigraph with uh, Sludge Bomb plus Kowtow Cleave um, on, on, with, like, Landorus King Gambit leads, or you know, Moonblast plus Sludge Bomb with Landorus Fluttermane. There's just, like, a lot of offense here um, that allows, uh, you know, for some good Furigraph counter. But um, a lot of the teams have been, uh, you know, like the Balancey, Urshifu, Ogre Pond, Fluttermane teams uh, with like some unique tweaks that I've seen for the most part. Um, and I think that this team just overall has a great matchup into 
the majority of the meta. Um, Gouging Fire has been cool, but also, like, very matchup dependent. Uh, I don't think that there's, like, a better Pokemon to fill that slot than Gouging Fire. Um, and it gives you, like, a unique matchup into Pao to where you can, like, like Heat Crash plus Sucker Punch and uh, just just knock out Pao before it really threatens you. Um, and, yeah, like, having the high speed stats in, like, Ogre Pond, Landorus, Gouging Fire, Fluttermane, and then your two slow Pokemon having priority, your bolt, uh, you know, makes for uh, really great options on almost any occasion, and specifically into Pokemon like Urshifu. I think one of the really great things about the Gaussian Fire team, or just Gaussian Fire as a Pokemon, um, specifically in this current meta, is it we are moving towards a lot more balanced teams, and I think one of the best ways to just break through a balanced team is to have set-up Pokemon, and having King Gambit with Sword Stance or even just gouging fire to be able to have a bulky Pokemon that is super fast to click Howl, to put Ogre Palm Wellspring at plus one, to put Rillaboom at plus one, to put King Gambit sometimes, depending on your sword stances, Defiant Boost at like plus three, four, or five. You're able to go and say, okay, you're really bulky, you have defensive switches into everything. I'm just going to get my Pokemon to a point where it doesn't matter what your type is. I'm boosted so high, I'm going to break whatever you're doing. And that is definitely what this team can do while also having those really, really great defensive switch-ins on its own. You have both the Fire, Water, Grass, and you have the um, the Fantasy Core with five of these six Pokemon, which is huge. I- actually... You could go Wellspring, Gouging Fire, Flutter, Gambit, and there you have both cores and four Pokemon on on its own. And each Pokemon is playing its really good role there. Um, a Pokemon that is difficult for this team, in my opinion, or on the more difficult side, is the AV Raging Bolt. And Landorus, while it's not able to Oko it, um, you're able to chunk it for about 75% before it Terra's. And if you're forcing the Terra, then you can still, like, go, like, it's going to either go, usually go Terra Fairy, so you can just respond to that with the Sludge Bomb from the Landorus as well. So it's, it's a lot of really, really co- uh, complimentative parts. Um, again, it's a team that, or at least an archetype I've been around a lot, just going to my locals in these, in the earlier months um, of this format. My question for you, Jay, is you mentioned that, like, again, we ha- we had the, the version with Porygon 2 was the version that did well at Dortmund, and the P2 version didn't have the Lando I. Is that something that you've thought of, uh, a, a potential change going that route over the Landorus, or has the Landorus been too much of an imperative piece of your team to want to make that switch? Landorus is really good. And I think that it covers a lot of these matchups that the team might struggle with, like the Raging Bolt, um, like the Incineroar, which you really don't have a lot of damage whatsoever into Incineroar, especially after like your Ogre Pond gets intimidated. Having Landorus being able to come in and click uh, Earth Power afterwards is great. Being able to one-shot Urshifu is amazing. The other thing, too, with Landorus that's really cool is the other day I was playing against 
one of the AV Raging Bolts or, uh, you know, some, it was, it, I think, I believe it was AV Raging Bolt. Um, and in order to survive Landorus at this point, they needed to click Snarl. Um, but I had King Gambit on the field at the same time. So while they were able to Snarl up and get my Landorus a little bit down, uh, my King Gambit was boosted all the way up to, you know, uh, plus six, I believe I got it to with a uh, Swords Dance and uh, Incineroar earlier on. And it's just like your sucker punch it, kills everything. It, it kills literally everything. At plus, at, at, after a swords dance, you're knocking out just about everything that touches the field. It's it's they, amazing. Like they look like they look at you funny, and they're getting KO'd. Like yeah, literally. And like I said earlier, it becomes amazing with that Terra Dragon because you get that swords dance up. You're knocking out every single Fluttermane that's walking. You know the the earth. And with the black glasses rather than the safety goggles, you really get, um, you know, those sucker punch, sucker punch opportunities. Um, that's the one other thing that I like taunt Rillaboom for is the Amoongus matchup. Is that, you know, you can taunt and you can also just turn and grassy glide when you need to um, into, into whatever partner is there. Um, the priority spam of Rillaboom plus King Gambit is really good. I think that the biggest thing with, with this team that I would consider changing is the Rillaboom to potentially AV with U-turns so that you have better pivot options and, and a bulkier bulkier choice. And I feel like I feel like there's gotta be a better move option than breaking swipe for gouging fire. I know like dropping attack is really, really great, but you're also using a 55 base power spread move that even when you get up multiple howls is not really doing anything no. um and that can become very problematic especially when there is a lot of terra fairies there's a lot of fairy types uh you know like uh, that are traditionally fairy like Fluttermane. uh you know that that spread damage doesn't become all that impactful um, the heat crash is a great move and it covers for a lot of those those options there but i just think that breaking swipe loses you a ton against other dragon types like you're not doing much to uh, a raging bolt you're not doing much to other gouging fire you know it's it's one of those moves that's just such a low base power with a great secondary effect that i just i don't, I don't know i i feel like for gouging fire there's got to be there, there might be something better that we just haven't seen um I do think that, you know, just thinking about it, like, Incineroar could be a slot for that gouging fire on these teams. Um, you know, it, it does bring in a different dimension, just also adds another fighting weakness, which the team kind of does struggle with a little bit already. Um, but, like, you have that Intimidate, you're adding in an extra fake out that way, you have... Um, you know your fire type damage so you're still doing a lot of what gouging fire is trying to do just at a slower pace um but this, like that boosters the booster speed uh gouging fire is it really it so great fast. yeah it's really great for dealing with like chien pao specifically where you can go and heat crash plus sucker punch or um you know heat crash plus uh sucker punch into like urshifu or something too there, there's just a lot of really good options around it i do think that sash flutter main is fantastic though um i think it's also incredibly underrated in terms of best of three formats 
Um, you're allowed to, you know, just go max speed, max special attack on it and uh, not have to worry. It's, like, really safe for you to lead it and not Terra sometimes uh, in front of, like, Urshifu Wicked Blows. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I love Sash Flutter. What too. What I is think. actually really great about uh, Sash Flutter in particular, you outspeed, like, all non-booster flutters because most of them are not, like, max speed, right? And then That's you're able think. to deal like, so much extra damage because you're also max special attack like I, I think those two in particular makes it where the the fact that you will always be able to take a hit and fire off essentially two hits because you know you get you're going to outspeed them and then take whatever hit they're going to dish at you and then do another hit is like it's such a big deal yeah and like the other cool thing with this team too and specifically with king gambit is that tornadoes teams the tornadoes tailwind which does have a good matchup into you know a lot of the pokemon here have to really really think about what they're doing with their tornadoes at all times because if you happen to get an incidental bleak windstorm speed drop on the king gambit the game's over you know it's just it's just done you did 11 percent to the king gambit but you gave it a plus two boost in its attack and now it's just going to sucker punch you for the rest of the game, and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, so yeah, I think that this team is really good. Obviously, James Evans did fantastic with it at Knoxville, bringing it all the way to second place. Um, and, you know, I've just been uh, playing with it with pretty standard EV spreads across the board. I did steal uh, Angelo's Ogre Pond water spread. Um, it's a good the spread. rest... The rest has been pretty... It, it is a really good spread, by the way. Thank you. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, the rest has been pretty, you know, pretty much standard. Just, like, max HP, max attack, max speed, max special attack stuff. Uh, besides, like, the gouging fire. Um, and the team is... Re it really cooks. It's a, it's a really good team. Uh, so, yeah. That's about all I got. Yeah, one other thing I just want to add with the Sash Flutter main, and one of the reasons why I think it's a lot better now and why you're seeing it now is that with Urshifu Rapid Strike being on a very, on a downturn, you aren't it still does pop up in day one, um, but there's a lot of stuff on this team to really stop it specifically. You said like the Wellspring Ogre Pond, the Rillaboom, even the Landorus is able to one-shot it with its Earth Power you're able, like, you, you aren't, like, against um, Surging Strikes, it, your Sash doesn't matter. Well, now that multi-hit move is not really something you have to worry about, so the Sash is back on the menu. Um, I did not run Sash Flutter. Uh, we're going to go to the team that I ran in my, um, the, this is the OTS for the, my first MSS that I ever played in. Uh, I finished top eight, and this was a, a fun team, so um, dirt watching, I believe it was watching Knoxville regionals. I was talking with my team building group and, um, Jacob, uh, Lintimon, um, he, he, they texted me. They're like, Hey, do you want to do dragon dance, roaring moon stuff? And I'm like, absolutely. So this isn't an original six. This six was used by Jody Azzarelli, and I believe the winner of the Melbourne region also used this six as well. And it's a relatively standard balance team. 
You have uh, the Incineroar, Ogre Pond Wellspring as your Firewater Grass. Um, <coughs> Amoongus provides redirection for Roaring Moon. Uh, Fluttermane is, uh, I'm not going to get too into like my spreads, but the Fluttermane is uh, max speed, uh, so 252 Timid specs Flutter, and I feel like that's actually starting to become a big thing that's popping up. Um, but it is really nice to know that your worst case scenario is a speed tie for against pretty much all non-booster flutters. And rounding out, you have your double dragons. Raging Bolt with the Assault Vest does not die. This is one of the bulkiest Pokemon in the format, and it also puts out a massive amount of damage, whether you're hitting Draco Meteor or going Terror Electric with your Thunderbolts and Thunderclaps. Snarl is also really great into Fluttermane, into... Um, opposing Raging Bolts. It's just... The, the parts all work together really, really well. Um, the main modes of the team... It really, it's... Again, just picking the right four Pokemon and getting everything in pos into position. Um, the main damage dealer on the team is this Roaring Moon. It's the attack booster with Dragon Dance. Once you get to that plus one with the attack booster, you're able to knock out a lot of stuff, whether it's with the knockoff or the acrobatics. One thing to note, if you are using uh, Roaring Moon, is like especially like this set specifically, is that until you Terra, knockoff is always going to do more damage than acrobatics um, because you don't have that flying stab yet, um, assuming that the Pokemon that you're targeting still has the item. So when you attack into a Pokemon, if they have an item, use knockoff. If they don't, use Acrobatics, and if you did Terra into the Terra Flying, then you want to pretty much just always click Acrobatics uh, into any, like, neutral hits and such. So, I also have some notes. I, this is, like, initially the idea for us was to do, like, an impromptu team report. I have my team report notes. I'm not going to go through everything. I do have some fun, like, little things to bring up. Uh, my round one opponent was... Um, Zach Weed, uh, he played a, the, a Porygon 2 um, Iron Hands balance team. The set went three games. And my favorite part was in game two, we both had our flutters on the field. And I was feeling very confident because I, I knew I had the max speed flutter. My flutter moved first with the Shadow Ball to knock out his flutter main. And he looked pretty uh, surprised about that. And my note says, speed tie flutter question mark. Sure enough, turn one, game three, his flutter main goes first and um, does a lot of damage to my flutter main. <laughs> and I'm like, speed tie flutter confirmed. Um, Zach and I, we're, we're pretty... Uh, so Zach's one of my USPA players on Team Rest of New England. I've played him a few times. Uh, it really sucks having to do a team kill round in round one. And the set was a very, very close set. And uh, Zach is a new senior as well, uh, a new master as well, a young buck. And towards the end of the game of this set, we take our headphones off. I'm like, Zach, about to give me a heart attack. And he said, I know, that's my win con, old man. <laughs> so my round two opponent was Jacob, who we ran the exact same team with the exact same th uh, spreads. And it was literally speed tie the best of three. Um I lost. Speed ties That sounds fun. atrocious. It, so, in the mirror with this team, and a, a, with a lot of these balance teams, I think, like, the big thing, if you're playing balance, I, I actually, my first three games were against balance teams, and it really came down to, what I said earlier, how, when you're playing against balance, 
having a Pokemon that can boost to break through the defensive pivots is huge. And it just came down to like who's like well for round two it was who's Roaring Moon got set up with the Dragon Dance first. So it wasn't a speed tie anymore. It was just their Roaring Moon was faster. Um, with my round one opponent, same thing, like games two and three, it turned into Roaring Moon got set up, I got a Dragon Dance off, and I was able to get two or three KOs with it before it went down. Um, my round three opponent ran, it was a Formon Mirror. Uh, instead of the Roaring Moon and the Amoongus, they had Goldengo and Darkfu. And again, it was game one, I let them get their Goldengo to plus six, and that wasn't fun. Um, games two and three, I was able to get my Roaring Moon in position to just get a Dragon Dance off and knock off an Acrobatics through, through his team. Um, I was able to be on stream round four uh, against uh, Safan Ma, uh, Pengi, who was running a Glimdozo team, and at that moment I realized that I had zero Glimdozo practice, and so that was a loss-loss. And the final round of Swiss, I went up against uh, my friend Cage uh, with a Sun team. And it was a really close game one um, with Ogrepom putting a lot of work in. Along, but like for game two, uh, he led Fluttermane, Chiyu. I led Fluttermane with Bolt. And then I saw that his Fluttermane was booster special attack. So I knew that my Flutter was faster. And that allowed me to make a play of um, like Terra Fairy, Dazzling Gleam plus um, Terra Fairy, Dazzling Gleam plus uh, Thunderclap into his Fluttermane. And I was able to just take out the Fluttermane turn one and just like the, his Chiyu really didn't do a lot of damage into the Bolt or the Flutter. And from there, it just um, snowballed. So I make top eight as the eight seed, and I play against a hyper offensive tailwind team, uh, Joao, um, who is a member of the USBA team, Massachusetts team. Super, super close three games set, um, with him taking games one and games three. Uh, the end of the, the third game really wasn't that close. I, I didn't have many notes on it. It pretty much turned into. Um, I just couldn't position my Ogre Pawn to get in front of his Glamora or his Chiyu with speed control. And it turned into like the Glamora and the Urshifu in the back really just breaking through my team instead of me being able to break through his. So in general, it's a super fun team. I think that if you've used any, any sort of like balance teams in the past, it's a super easy team for someone to like pick up. Um, I was able to top eight my first MSS only using the team for like five or six days, so it's it's a really it's really fun to uh, to play. Um, yeah, that's it really. Do you, do you guys have any? Uh, how was how was Taunt Instant on this team over like something like Knockoff or Throat Chop? So the Taunt was specifically for I think it's similar to the Rillaboom for you. It was specifically for. Um, Trick Room matchups, and Too Many Cent is also, like, it's good into other Incineroars stopping them from being able to party shot themselves. It's good into the Amoongus. While my team does have a lot of Amoongus hate, just stopping Amoongus from clicking anything but Pollen Puff is super useful. Um, 
also like you could stop Ogre Pond from clicking follow me, which is which is nice. Um, you can stop set up Pokemon outside, set up Pokemon not named Goldango from setting up. Um, there was I think in the game two of my no, it was game one against Jacob. Uh, they went and taunted into my Roaring Moon when I tried going for a like they were able to position it where they were able to taunt in on a switch in so i couldn't go and dragon dance the following turn so like i was forced to attack and sure i had the booster attack but i didn't have to drag the ability to get that extra attack or match their rory moon speed with that dragon dance so it, it was it's a it's a slot that i think could be switched um i know like other people who've played the team have used uh, helping hand in that taunt slot and apparently that was really really good I think Helping Hand Incineroar is something that we were like, oh, that's a thing that it shouldn't have gotten because it doesn't, like, Incineroar doesn't need any help. And then no one's really tested it or tried it out yet, but it, it could end up being useful um, on turns where you don't want to click Flare Blitz and you don't want to party shot. You want to, like, stay in because you have, like, it's just a good defensive piece there, but the other moves it'll do won't, aren't going to get a lot out of it. You just click helping head and make your partner do more damage. It's also good against all of the like opposing fake out users as well. It's like they're guaranteed to like get an attack off with Incineroar, but in open team sheets where your opponent knows that you have helping hand, then like they just don't target your Incineroar. Which yeah. then gives you the mind game of, well now I'm gonna flare blitz into your Rillaboom because you think I've got a helping hand. Yeah, or you can pardon <laughs> or you can pardon shot to pivot out. Um, yeah. Another change I could make, this was something that was on the team original. Oh, the original team, so Jody ran Will-O-Wisp in the taunt slot, and we decided mm-hmm. to go more with taunt, and the Icy Wind was actually Perish Song. Since we are a super, super fast Specs Flutter, we thought, again, we're faster than pretty much everything in the metagame that isn't booster any anything that's booster speed. And there isn't any other like you have the, you have the dragon dance here, but there really isn't speed control on this team anywhere else. So the fat the the fast icy wind flutter main with the choice specs as well. Like you're going to do some incidental damage into a Pokemon like into the grass types in the format into Landorus. You're going to do a decent ish amount of damage with it, and then get the benefit of dropping speed. Uh, to let whether it's your ogre pawn outspeed uh, outspeed opposing flutter main um, make it so that your roaring moon might not need to set up a dragon dance if you if the booster attack is already enough to get the ko on certain pokemon you might just want to start swinging with it and the icy wind makes it easier for you to do it um just or like you could do like icy wind plus snarl from raging bolt to get off a faster damage mitigation and to have like you're going to, you have speed control and damage mitigation between the two mons. Yeah. Also, shout out Jess for letting me use her raging bolt because I have Violet. Actually, <laughs> actually, I was looking at this team. If I didn't have the DLC, I would be able to. And like, I didn't like tr- make trades with other people. The only Pokemon on I would be able to get on this team would be Amoongus, because you need DLC for the Ogre Pond, you need yep. DLC for the Incin, 
and yep. all of these are found in Scarlet. So pay to win, baby. Yeah, that sucks. Ha- pay to win or have a lot of friends. And again, it's like all of these Pokemon here I got from friends. I mean, there was that. I know that they did have a Fluttermane raid event, which again, like you have to pay for the online, but you you have to pay for online to play in these tournaments anyway, or to play in majors anyway. But uh, yeah, it's um something that I was just realizing as I was looking at the team that I wouldn't have been able, like with the version of the game I had, if I didn't have friends or like thirty five bucks. I wouldn't be able to get these Pokemon, which uh, which kind of sucks for the game sometimes. Agreed. I really do like this team, though. I think you have a lot of you know cool options here that uh, you know work really well together. Uh, Roaring Moon, something that I do believe in. It's the star uh, of the show. I think that it's a really cool Pokemon, and like helping Hand on Incineroar would help alleviate some of like that intimidate problem that Roaring Moon has because you can just like dragon dance and then even if you're intimidated you're still getting like that plus one from the helping hand um it also helps a lot with like your raging bolt and your thunderclaps uh and fluttermane you know uh specs uh fluttermane dazzling gleams plus helping hand is crazy damage um i know on on when i brought helping hand uh to knoxville with fluttermane i was just there was one game where I was just able to click Helping Hand plus Terra Fairy Dazzling Gleam every single play, and it just blew up the other team. It was uh, it was awesome. So, but I do see like Taunt's uh, you know importance on this team and shutting down some of the Pokemon that uh, like you might struggle with, uh, and like shutting down uh, Follow Me specifically. I think is uh, you know a cool a variation that I maybe don't think about as much as I should um, with like the Rillaboom. Honestly, it's something that, again, it's it's something that, like, I just picked that up, whether using the Pokemon itself or it being played against me in that sense of the taunt, like, you can taunt more, even, even just taunt your Pokemon <coughs> to stop it from protecting the next turn so that you know that your Raging Bolt can safely Thunderclap and you're getting that damage off, that you're, like, the, that it adds more certainty to whatever play that you're making that you could target into a slot now and you know that whether they switch or they stay in i'm getting damage off and that in itself is just in a even with ot even with ots where we have a lot of knowledge given to us um to start having knowledge is so important in this game in making in your decision making knowing that you can go into certain slots and make certain plays with a high level of confidence is just a better thing for you to have over your opponent if you just know your, that your play is going to work more than they know that their play is going to work they have to now adapt to what you're doing and when you're setting the terms of engagement it's especially with a team like this it's really really great um in, with balance teams in general all you're trying to do is getting into that position to where you can put your foot in the gas and you can your opponent whether they're they're worn down or they just have the wrong two pokemon out for the two pokemon that you have and now it's like you're the one putting on all the pressure and you can get as aggressive as possible and that's what this team can do and what a lot of these balance teams can do raging bolt fluttermane roaring moon and ogre pond can all take ko's uh, on, on, like 
at any point in the game. And, and even, like, honestly, like, Instant's Flare Blitz, like, it's a base 120 power move off of what Instant has a 125 base attack stat, 130 Yeah, something like that. Yeah, One, just that 125, something like that. A, a very high stat, especially for a starter Pokemon. Um, it could do a lot of damage. 115. Yeah, that that's... That's going to do even like uninvest like only like a four investment. You're doing about fifty percent into a lot of Overpon Wellsprings at new like when they're pre Terra. Like that's a lot of damage. Also, Pollen Puff does like fifty percent into Terra Grass Glamora from Amoongus, and that is just an adorable Calcutta. <laughs> yeah, the Pollen Puff actually has you know good offensive capabilities in this format with like Rillaboom Overpon. Uh, and a lot of you know the terra grass stuff like yeah. you said i think that uh you know like amoongus it, it's a great pokemon but like having the ability to go offensive with it against you know certain matchups but also play defensively with pollen puff is a really cool thing yeah like also part of clicking rage powder or pollen puff next to a plus one plus one roaring moon where it's never going to get hit because you're taking the ko and the Amoongus is just redirecting the other Pokemon. It's just so good. Uh, like, like really, I think... I, it's honestly... It was the star of the show. Having that physical flying... Like, having just, a, again, a consistent flying-type attack is so, so big in this format. And I wouldn't be shocked if Roaring Moon um, takes off a little more uh, at EUIC. Did win a UIC last year, right? Uh, uh yes Paltua? yes it did yes it did yeah Paltua won yep yeah it, got it, it was memory than I do it's it's time again yeah we're gonna it's gonna happen the last it's time a... Carter I was gonna say Car, Car, last la, the last bird Carter played with was uh, Dodrio <laughs> Dodrio was fun man that was a great video if 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 you have not watched our Dodrio video after listening to this go watch the Dodrio video it's actually one of the best laddering sessions that we've had recently. Which, dude, it, it sucks because that video has not done well on on the channel. I don't um, know why, but I learned what Tangle Feet did. I had to go look it up. I legitimately <laughs> had to look up the ability because I did not know. <laughs> yeah, that team was that team was awesome. The the video was was great. So make sure you go and watch that. We actually so, got to click Giga Impact, and it did dude, multiple <laughs> multiple times. times. <laughs> Uh, so I was looking, I think the, the next event I'm going to is probably the second, uh, depending on what the boss says, if she approves of me going, then I will. Um, and that's just, you know, our, our, uh, our local PC, no big deal. Uh, there is a PC on the 27th. It's a Tuesday night. (laughs) No, excuse me. This is a Tuesday afternoon. Registration starts at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> Good luck getting off for that, bud. No, absolutely not. I'm not driving an hour and a half on a Tuesday to go play a, a, a premiere. Like a, a Taco Tuesday. I just I was scrolling through and I saw that. I'm like, what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> we have we have a ton that happened in New Jersey. There's not a lot that happened on Long Island, unfortunately. So I have I, I unfortunately missed by uh, opportunity by getting sick for quite some time so uh it's gonna go back to the uh the dark ages for me of not really playing too much just um, come up here because i'm not kidding 
we have multiple events. Angelo like, has like six extra rooms you could sleep in. I don't. <laughs> you could. You. I have a couch, and honestly, you could. Fit, you could definitely fit. Well, like imagine having six office. extra bedrooms and then offering a couch. Insane. Insane. Where do you think I live? In your six-story mansion, obviously. <laughs> No! <laughs> no, I don't! I have an apartment! I pay rent! And, uh, with that, I think that it's yeah. time time to go through the people who pay our bills and yes. make sure you guys support the channel. Go watch the Dodrio video. Make sure you go and watch that. Also, thank you all so much for watching uh, this week's podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, all that fun YouTube stuff. Check us out on Twitter at LR Lessons. Uh, go check out the website, lrlessons.com. Uh, come hang out in the community Discord, which will be linked below. We, we hang out there and talk sometimes, and we're running our weekly dojos, which I have to play in after this. Um, and that's a fun way to, uh, you know, get some points uh, and uh, also get some practice. Um, with that, uh, make sure you also check out our Patreon and our... Uh, Discord supporters link. Uh, shout out to Johnny Bravo Sr. and Papa Swish for your support on Patreon. And shout out to Smeargle for your support on Discord. And thank you all so much for watching. And I will see you all soon. Bye, Peace guys. Out.